0: Good morning. We're in Raleigh, North Carolina, and welcome to the Grief Dialogues podcast. I'm Kimberly C. Paul. Normally, I'm with Death by Design podcast, but I'm helping out Grief Dialogues again, and we're in Raleigh, North Carolina with Dr. James Williams, and she is a retired doctor uh, of professor with the medical school in Wake Forest, so I'm really happy to be here chatting with you, but you also are contributed a contributing author to the Grief Dialogues, but really... We're here to talk to you a little bit about your book. So let's talk about that. What inspired you to write the book? Talk to me about the title, how you became, got, got that title. So first of all, welcome to Grief Dialogues Podcast.
1: Thanks so much, Kimberly, and the notion for the book came a long time ago. I had a friend whose mother uh, was elderly. She asked me to go by and see her one night, and I did, and for some reason, uh, I asked her about her grief uh, because she had uh, lost a son at the age of 18 months, and she told me a story that night that involved a thought that she had had when he would have been 17 or 18 years old, and that thought Uh, reframed how she had experienced her grief. Her grief had been raw. She had been distressed uh, all those years. She was a woman of the South who didn't feel comfortable talking about her grief. And this thought just um, made that distress go away. It didn't mean that she didn't miss him or long for him, um, but it was this notion that we can have thoughts that transform our stories, and so that stayed with me a long time, and I began to think about how important narratives, stories are in our grief, Mm. and how isolating grief is, and so I decided to write this book, and uh, it is a book of 10 different stories uh, of people who had that level of distress, and at some point in time had this mysterious moment, this thought that changed their grief
0: you know death and grief it is mysterious and especially when you don't uh think about it until it happens to you and so it is a kind of unknown um and i love your your subtitle thoughts that transform grief talk to me a little bit about how that evolved
1: Uh, Well, that goes with that notion that we can have these aha, these epiphany moments. And uh, part of the title that I really like is the mysterious part of it because um, when you think about it, where do these moments come from? Where do these aha thoughts come from? Uh, Some people would say it's an unconscious process that our unconscious kind of works on, adds to, subtracts from, um, and comes up with a story that's acceptable. Others would say this is more of a spiritual experience. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. And then some people who have read my book say that they think that this is a connection between the person who died and the person who's living. Oh, and wow. that this bond brings that story around.
0: So not to go back, but to go back, um, you were a professor at the Wake Forest Medical School. Yes. Um, how, how, what did you see that inspired this book? In medical school, or did you have anything that inspired you from your your being a professor in a medical school that evolved in this, or did it does it come from personal experience?
1: Um, well, it started with a story, and that was outside of my work. And then what I found with that, I started asking people that I I was working with who were in grief, and found this experience to be more common uh, than I would have thought. Um, And there are a lot of people who do not have these mysterious moments. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people whose uh, stories, their narratives of grief are satisfying to them, and they remain. But there are others who have this level of distress. And so in my work, I found that this was um, not an uncommon uh, happening uh, Mm. for people.
0: So mysterious moments. Can you share one of the stories that you wrote about briefly
1: um, yeah, I, there in the introduction, I talk about a father who lost a son and had a very difficult time. He lost his faith. Uh, he had a very difficult time working, and he did not have a real close relationship with his daughter. And uh, after his son's tragic death, um, he was even somewhat angry with his daughter because he didn't feel... Um, that she was showing a lot of sadness over her brother's death but one day he found a note that she had written and it talked about her ongoing distress about her brother and even thoughts of suicide and it took him back and so he immediately got them into some therapy um he uh, started interacting with her in a different kind of a way. They talked about her boyfriends, some that he liked, some that he didn't. They talked about all sorts of things. And uh, one day when they were in the walking in the woods, uh, where he had previously hunted with his son, the thought came to him, "I could have lost my daughter. I could have lost both of my children. And it just reframed a lot of the distress and grief that he had about the loss of his son.
0: You know, how do you think we Americans deal with grief? I mean, in your opinion, can we improve on how we deal with grief or is it just a almost like a fingerprint? It just matters on the individual and what what has occurred. What in your opinion, what how how where are we in America with how we deal with grief?
1: Well, one thing I think is that grief is a very individual experience. I think sometimes we're surprised at the level of grief we have for a loss that we didn't think we would have, and at other times we're surprised with the lack of grief that we have. So it is a very individual uh, experience, and there's no recipe, there's no formula uh, for people going through grief. But one of the things that I think is really important is the conversations that we should have before death Mm. and that is between family members and friends and spouses uh, because I think that can have a real impact on then how we grieve
0: I think you're exactly right on that so what has surprised you most as when writing this book or does anything pop out that really took you by surprise
1: uh, one of the things that kind of surprised me was, is that when I, st- because, um, I use some of the stories for my work, but then, uh, the book, the 10 stories are, um, the relationships. So as a mother, as a father, and there are even some that are professionals as a nurse, as a doctor, uh, because they often have disenfranchised grief and they have stories of patients that they were very close to. And so, um uh when I was interviewing people for the stories, I would ask uh, someone if they had had this kind of experience. And they would either look at me with this wonderful smile on their face and say, can I tell you my story?
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah,
1: Or they would look at me totally shocked and perplexed and did not understand at all <laughs> what I was talking about. Right. So that was very surprising. The other thing that kind of surprised me was, uh, I found with the stories that there was a real continuity that even though these, these moments were mysterious, uh, the thought that came was, uh, in essence, uh, very much like this individual about how they had developed, what they had done, what they had thought, their relationship with this person. Um,
0: That's awesome. And did you find that you kept in contact with some of these people that you interviewed?
1: Uh, some yes, some no. Right. Uh, I, one of the things that is ho- uh, about writing the book is this, it's hard to write about grief. Mm. Death is hard. And I tried to hold these stories up and these people to reflect um, what they were saying and their emotions. Um, And so, and I think all of them uh, had an opportunity to say yay or nay about the stories and got to read them and proof them. Oh, nice. um, And I think they were all satisfied and pleased.
0: Did you find writing and recapturing some of their stories some grief in you that arised?
1: Um, yes. Yes, very much so. Um, I, yeah, I think um, uh, any time you're in that exploration, it brings back your own loss. And, you know, loss, um, This is, we're talking about death, but loss and divorce, loss and moving, loss and changes in life and transition. There are a lot of these emotions that no matter what the loss is about, that they come up when we're writing and talking about
0: them. You know, that is, that is so true. Even... Even after a tragic situation like a robbery in a bank, people bring in grief counselors because it's like it's almost you're grieving about some situations. And you're right, grieving about a divorce or grieving about a pet. You know, there can be some, some grief that tends to come out in other forms like anger Mm-hmm. Um, that we don't realize as a as a person. So we've talked a little bit about the mysterious moments, and I think mysterious. Maybe you know you are not aware of grief, but I also think mysterious moments could happen within grief. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what what is it? Why was it so important for you to name this book "Mysterious Moments"? Uh,
1: w- one of the reasons I think is that I am. Uh, I'm a strong believer in the fact that I think most of us are meaning makers.
0: Mm, I love that, um, meaning makers. Mm-hmm.
1: We try to make sense out of what's happened to us and um, how things are happening. And, and it's a mysterious kind of a process. And sometimes we're able to do that very clearly, and other times we really struggle with it.
0: I love that. Now, what what is a couple of takeaways that you hope your readers acquire about this book?
1: I think my main one is is that people would appreciate their narratives, their stories about grief and how important they are, and that they do have the possibility that those stories change, and that stories can bring us hope, and stories can bring us healing.
0: So, you know, you are one of the authors in the Grief Dialogues books. And now tell me, what part of your book was inserted in the Grief Dialogue book?
1: Uh, it was the introduction. It has a lot to do with, uh, some beliefs that I have about grief okay. and, uh, uh, and it, uh, it has a short story in it. And then the rest of the book, uh, is in my book, the stories are, uh, so you get a taste of it in grief dialogues.
0: So what if somebody wa- has read the grief dialogue book and wants to know how to get your book, where do they find it?
1: Uh, they can find it on Amazon. They can find it on uh, BarnesandNoble.com. It's also available in a lot of independent bookstores, or you can ask an independent bookstore to order it.
0: Oh wow! So now, is there what if they want it signed by you? <laughs> is there a way for them to reach out to you?
1: Oh, definitely. They can uh, uh, they can email me at uh, janesike1.com. Uh, give me a call, 336-577-8240.
0: And before we go, I really want to, I'm looking at your book right now with two hands and in the growth of, of a new, it looks like a plant. Um, what, what's the meaning behind that picture?
1: Oh, I think it's that whole notion that out of death uh, that we can make meaning and loss and new life. Wow. And have hope again.
0: Well, again, uh, you can find this book on Barnes and Noble's Amazon. But also, it's it has an insert into the grief dialogues and Elizabeth Copeland. I'm just stepping in for her today, and and Dr. Jane Williams. Thank you so much. Um, it's really great to see you face to face. We have some common interest in and in how we we we're trying to. I guess, make meaning in grief, make meaning in planning for death, but also just make a difference in this world um, because we're all going to find ourselves in grief um, and we're all we're all going to find ourselves facing end of life. And again, I'm Kimberly Paul, stepping in for a Grief Dialogues podcast this week and really thrilled um, and honored to work with Elizabeth Copeland. Their new book, The Grief Dialogues, uh, can be found on Amazon and also you can touch base with... Dr. Jane Williams about her mysterious moments, which I am so looking forward to reading. Thanks for joining us in Rodalee, North Carolina. It's great to have a podcast that I'm talking to someone face to face. So thanks again for your time.
1: Thank you, Kimberly.